Well, today as we worship together, we're really thinking about two words today, disruption and disturbance. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, one of the things that's very cool about this format is we're able to invite some of our other team in to talk about disruption and disturbance. And I think early on, when COVID first hit, I felt like it wasn't a disruption. Right. I thought it was simply an interruption. I thought, we're going to get back to normal. In fact, when we first started worshiping from home, I thought, maybe by Palm Sunday, (laughs) we're going to be back together. But I heard somebody describe it this way. They said, it's almost like you're part of a triathlon that you didn't even know you're part of. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So in other words, I thought COVID was just a race, and we're going to get to the finish line. And then suddenly you get to the finish line and somebody hands you a bike and says, time for (laughs) part two of this. And then there's the swim and all of this. But early on in our conversations, I feel like in your gut, you already saw this way before most of us did, that this was actually a disruption. Yeah, it's probably age. You know, it was this sense that there was this, uh, it was this perfect storm in our world where, uh, I think a lot like in our own personal lives, when it, when it feels like uh, everything is going wonderfully, mm-hmm. we become so self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're really not much different than the people of Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you think about it, we're talking a matter of days after President Trump gave his State of the Union where we talked about the greatest economy in the yeah. world, yeah. and we started talking about all of the advancements of humankind and it was almost like a uh, it was almost like this litany of stories patting ourselves on the back mm-hmm. saying look at our human evolution we have arrived and then it was almost as though the lord allowed this to happen to create this tectonic shift in the entire globe yeah. uh, and all of a sudden we had this recognition that there's this uh, there's this unbelievable uh, process that everybody's life has been put either on hold or has been radically shaken, almost like an earthquake. Uh, and you know, earthquakes are interesting in that sometimes we never hear about them because they're they're just tiny, mm-hmm. you know, and they happen to a handful of people. Right. Like I've had those in my life where they're small and they didn't affect everybody. This is one of those that the whole world still feels, and clearly we have recognized that um, we're not in control. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that happens with earthquakes, and I think that's a great metaphor for it, is there's usually the event where things shake, yeah. and you can sort of pinpoint it, Yeah. but then oftentimes there are these things afterwards called aftershocks. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes they happen shortly afterwards, and sometimes in our life when it comes to emotional earthquakes or... Uh, different uh, things that we're navigating, sometimes they'll pop up mm-hmm. when we least likely expect them right. and yeah. we'll react in a way that we didn't expect yeah. because it just hit us. You were saying something the other day, or maybe it was this morning, Zach, about uh, the length of when these aftershocks occur. I thought that yeah, was interesting. We, we were talking about this earlier and I nerded out a little bit and started looking yeah. at earthquakes online. When the three of us get together, we yeah. know you being the nerding out guy. Who knows where it's going to go from there. But uh, I was literally reading a government website giving information about aftershocks and earthquakes and it, it talked about how they appear even moments after an earthquake, sometimes they appear days or weeks or even months or years after wow. that initial event hits. And that, wow. that was why it felt like such a good metaphor because like you and, and Bobby have been saying, 
sometimes those events that we that we remember they shape us in some some way but then we find ourselves reacting yeah. based on that event in situations that we didn't expect later yeah. on and it's this is one of those disruptions though that uh like you said there's there's nothing short term about it as a matter of fact there's no finish line to this disruption right. i'm i'm of the opinion that all of us are in the middle of this uh disruption and it will change all of our lives forever. Yeah. I told the graduating class of 2020 this past week that they are part of the weirdest class of all time yeah. because they will be able to tell stories at dinner parties for the rest of their life that they were a part of mm. that graduating class. Yep. But that's true in our lives. Yeah. Like You will be able to tell the story of your little boy yeah. of what it was like during the pandemic to raise an infant. Yep. We're already seeing it with like just the crazy consequences of not being social and being around people. We we start to see that and how it affects our son and you know yeah. how he's less comfortable around people now. It's it's crazy some of the consequences that that we haven't even fully processed or yeah. thought through yet. So yeah. today, as we worship, I want to invite you into this conversation. Yeah, I want you to lean in and just think about even now. Are there some losses you've experienced during this pandemic? And mm-hmm. maybe it's related to the pandemic, but quite honestly, there maybe there's some other losses that you haven't even identified. Maybe there's some disruptions you haven't even put your finger on. As we hear stories from our team today, maybe you'll resonate with one of them and it'll remind you this is something to acknowledge. And as we come through this, we're going to look at scripture and yeah. find what does God have to say about this mm. and how can we navigate this really well and not be defeated by this, but right. come out on the other side stronger and even more useful to the kingdom. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, church fam. Um, my name is Mal Manessis, and this is my beautiful wife, uh, Laura Manessis. We go by Mal and Lau. <laughs> so, hey, um, man, it, it's it's been... Uh, tremendous time of learning in, in the last few months, and I'm sure it has been for you. Uh, we're the typical family that had it all figured out, schedule, work, uh, ministry, you know, just you name it. Uh, thankful that God has blessed us so much, and, and all of a sudden this thing hit, and it really throws, um, threw us a, a major curveball. Yeah, we went <clears throat> overnight from a family with two parents working full-time and trying to run a nonprofit missions organization, kids and all their activities, to now we're trying to work from home, run our um, organization, and we have four kids, digital learning, um, nowhere to go, no help, just us and the Lord. And then in the middle of that, we discover that we have a great network of, of people of church family that are there for us. And, and it has been such a blessing to learn that being brought on board as one of the pastors earlier in, in this year, it was a great excitement. And But then through this thing, trying to learn how to help and how to be effective has also been a challenge. The, the cool thing has been that um, in our family, our kids, all of us, we have discovered so much more about them. And I feel that they have discovered so much more about us in spite of the disruption and in spite of all that. Yeah, and we really feel like what um, was meant for disruption and to throw us for the loop, the Lord has used as a huge blessing. Um, we've had so much time to disciple our kids, mm. love on our kids, laugh together, sit down <laughs> for meals, all six of us, which was not happening before, um, play together outside, love on each other. And our kids have really had the opportunity to see just how blessed we are, that though it's been hard and we feel as if we've lost a lot through this time, um, we have gained so much more. Not trying to sound churchy, but we really have been blessed through this time. So we're thankful. 
This season has brought disruption and disturbance to our normal ways of life. Like many of you, I was not able to see my immediate family back in March all the way through the 1st of May. My parents live in a different state, are older, and one is immune compromised. So it was, just, it was a disruption in my life. They're my lifeline, they're my support, they're my biggest cheerleaders, and yet I couldn't cross over the state line to hug their necks. It was hard, it was difficult. But during that season, that hard season, that disruptive season, God provided in ways that I didn't expect, um, and that's just like Him. See, He brought people in my life during that season to encourage me through phone calls and text and porch drop-offs and just the body of Christ being family to me when my immediate family was physically distanced. Was it hard? Yeah, it was very difficult. I remember the day that I drove to South Carolina to see my parents in the middle of May, and it was such a reunion. It was glorious and great and amazing to wrap my arms around my parents who I had been away from for several weeks. The greatest part was, yes, we were excited to see one another and thankful. The greatest part was us telling one another how God had taken care of us during that season. And that's God's provision. And so during difficult seasons, disruptions, disturbances that we don't expect, God is our provider and He provides for us daily, not just what we need, on top of what we need, so much greater than what we need. And I have experienced that in my life during this season. He is truly my provider. Well, as we think about disruptions, one of the ways that you know something is disruptive is that everything changes on the other side of it. Right. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. some things that remain the same, but honestly, we have to look at the world through new lenses. And I think That's this right. is one of those moments in all of our lives, just yes. like 9-11 for those that were mm -hmm. alive during mm -hmm. that, which crazy to think about the class of 2020, how young they were when, I know. when that happened. Hard to fathom. Um, but a disruption is this idea that things have changed. One of the things we love, though, is that Scripture gives us a lot to say about yeah. disruptions. Yeah. And one of those is First Peter. I know you were sharing that with us earlier. Do you mind reading that for us and telling us sort of how that resonates Yeah, I with think you? one of the, before we dive into that, you know, when you're talking about disruption, I like the, I like the picture that disruption, um, when it occurs, it creates change. Now, most mm -hmm. of us, I, I think, matter of fact, the three of us in particular, we handle change pretty well. I mean, we're, sure. the three of us are pretty flexible people. Uh, but the world, by and large, really doesn't change well, even though we change all the time. But mm -hmm. I have learned that when we don't change well, it's because we don't like change that's done to us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, disruption is a change that is done to us. Yeah. You know, as, as a follower of Jesus... I think we have a responsibility to see that and say, okay, if this change is done to me, what purpose is found within it for me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so in 1 Peter chapter 4, <clears throat> in verse 12, the scriptures say, beloved. I love that, that concept. It's almost like, hey, I, you folks that I love dearly, come close, get on the back porch and let's chat a minute. Yeah. Beloved, do not think it strange 
concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you. Uh, if, if ever there's been a generation that can look and say, okay, we're in the middle of a fiery trial, mm. we, we can see that. And I think this is part of the disruption. On the one hand, a virus disrupted economies, families, health, but it disrupted many other things. And in the middle of that, you add a crisis with race, and then you add a justice crisis that we have internationally with relationships with China or with Russia. And again, it just feels like one disruption spurred more disruptions. Yep. And it was a spread, but the scriptures are saying, hey, people that I love so much, gather on the back porch here. Don't think it's strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing <laughs> happened to you. <laughs> there, there's this recognition and understanding that as followers of Jesus, we are not immune from this disruption, <laughs> but we are guarded and protected Wherever disruption happens, disturbance seems to be what happens at a personal level. Yep. Disruption changes, that change disturbs our soul, mm -hmm. and then our soul starts freaking out. Yep. And when our soul freaks out, then our mind, our voice, and our actions follow. Yep. And as a result, we find, <clears throat> we find ourselves off guard, and we find ourselves off center. And so I wonder sometimes as believers if this disruption isn't a time to stop and say, wait a minute, if I shouldn't, if I shouldn't be uh, worried or I, sh I shouldn't be caught off guard by these things happening, that means that God still is in control mm -hmm. and most importantly in, tr in control of me. So my soul doesn't need to stay disturbed. I think, I think it's natural, it's human. We're wired to have disturbance, you know? And when you, when you have a disruption of this magnitude, of course it does. But I believe that the scriptures are saying, hey, loved ones, uh, as we gather together and talk, don't, don't get freaked out by this. God is allowing this for a purpose. Hmm. And he's allowing it for a purpose, not only in a global sense, but like he's allowing it for a purpose, Zach, in your life. He's allowing it in the purpose of you and Karen's life. It's, yeah. He's allowing it in you and Karen and Caleb's life. Yeah. And then we just keep extending. And when I see the when I see the disruption like that, I think to myself, there is much for us to be grateful for in the midst of it. You were just talking last week in our message about the words of Jesus that kind of reminded us of that same thing. Like we see it from. From Peter, we see some of Paul's writings that remind us that we're going to face trials. Right. And Jesus himself said, you know, in this life, you're going to face trials. Don't right. be shocked by it. Don't be caught off guard by it. And, and one of the most incredible promises in all the scriptures, the line that he says next, take heart, I've overcome yeah. this world. Yeah. And like our foundation is not built in such a way that we have to fear these trials. Right. It's built upon Jesus who yeah. overcame this yeah. world. And that's such an encouragement to me. Mm -hmm. um, right now. Y'all know I'm a word freak. So that last word world. So a few years ago, I, I got all excited about trying to determine because I was determined that I had, I had this, I had the sermon in mind that world <clears throat> really was more translated evil. Mm. And, but then I started digging into it and then I, it was like, oh, wow, what a small minded person to think that I've overcome evil. He overcame the world totally mm. in totality 
he overcame everything there would be to overcome. Mm. Everything that had already happened is in the sense of happening today, and that which we don't know is yet to happen. Wow. In totality, he has overcome. Mm. So today, if you're just totally disturbed, then here's my great comfort for you. Jesus, the Son of the living God who wants to live within you and bring you peace more than anything, has already come in totality. Everything this world is experiencing and will experience. And he did that to bring you peace. That's a beautiful picture. Part of what Peter says to us is don't be surprised. Right. Mm. Don't be surprised. And honestly, when you talk about the external disruption that leads to internal disturbance, I'm mostly disturbed when I didn't see it coming. Me too. When I've dropped my guard. Yeah. And so one of the takeaways, I think, for all of us, or especially for me, is to be on guard. Expect it to happen. There are going to be more disturbances going forward. Yeah. And so instead of acting like it's not going to be true and then be shocked by it, sort of be on guard. Yeah. Be ready for kind it. Kind of a preparedness. And so whatever that looks like for you, be reminded that this same Jesus overcame that. And the same Jesus is with us in the midst of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, family, it's Pastor Karan, and I know a lot of us have had some disruptions in our lives right now, and my life included. You know, back when Corona was shutting everything down in February and March, well, the conversations about race and race relations was picking up for me. Uh, for example, we saw the death of Ahmaud Arbery, and then quickly followed after that, the death of George Floyd. And for me and my family, that has caused us to stop and to really reevaluate where are we right now in race relations. You know, ministry has looked a lot different for me lately as I have gone to both white, both black, and brown people in this country and have tried to say, let's meet in the middle. And a lot of that has been about awareness for issues that are pertinent to black families that aren't necessarily known by white families. And, and then a bulk of that also has been communicating to black families what we need to do in order to meet in the middle with white families. You know, I've been blessed to be involved in a Race Forward podcast with Pastor Mal and Pastor Chuck. And Pastor Mal has also added a lot of value to that conversations about how brown lives can get gone, how brown lives go missing in these conversations of race relations. You know, guys, we're trying to move everything forward because Jesus said out of his own mouth in John chapter 17 that he prays that we be one so that our oneness will be evidence that God has sent the son. And that's the gospel, y'all. And so I challenge y'all with this. Although our lives are met with a whole bunch of disruptions, a lot of times those disruptions are invitations so that God can take the gospel forward. And he does that based on how you respond. I love you guys. Hey, Sugar Hill, I'm Taylor. I wanted to talk a little bit about how the COVID-19 pandemic affected my family and my life personally. Now, a big unexpected turn was that I was laid off from my job uh, somewhere that I thought I could guarantee and have that safety. That was a massive interruption in my life. Um, But one of the things that I've learned through that time was that God was so faithful that his provision was beyond what I could understand or even begin to fully appreciate. Because even the times when I didn't have a job, he proved to me 
that he's still God Monday through Saturday, not just the God of Sundays. He's good. He's faithful in this crazy chaotic world. When you go from having a job to no paycheck, that's stressful, but he's good and he's still with us today and always. So the heartbeat behind today is to say, obviously, there's going to be these disruptions. Right. And it's natural to have disturbance. And so right. some people have beat themselves up during the season. Like, and no need. I, I, no. Uh, if you have been disturbed by this, congratulations. You're human. Yeah, me too. You're normal. And we've said it before. It's okay to not be okay, but the goal is not to stay there. Right. And right. one of the great antidotes to all of this is obviously in Scripture, and one of those is Psalm 139. Yeah. Psalm 139 is penned by David when he's asking God, would you do a work inside of me? God, would you investigate my heart? God, would you look beneath the surface? Right. And that's part of the hope of today is that there'd be some reflection in each of our lives to say, God, how am I dealing with this? How? Yeah. One of my friends asked me, so Bobby, how are you doing? Yeah. And then after an awkward pause of, uncomfortable eye contact he says how are you doing really Really? yeah and that's really the question today is if you were to set aside all of the all of the the surface level stuff how are you doing inside your heart really and psalm 139 has a lot to say about that yeah it does yeah i i love this text because it gives me this uh confirmation that god knows why things happen as they do Uh, this is one of the great comforts i think as followers of jesus we can we can latch onto that God knows the purpose and the reason behind all of it mm-hmm. and what it means for our future. He's not shocked by either evil or good mm-hmm. uh, because he does control and hold this. The, the text says in Psalm 139, beginning of verse 1, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. Yeah. So, uh, you know, geeking up about words, it's, it's like every nook and cranny. There's no yeah. place where that you don't know. You know my sitting down and my rising up. So think about that. You're sitting, laying, or walking. I mean, there's no place in which he doesn't know. You understand my thought afar off. Now, for years, I thought afar off meant that God was afar off. But the the text is literally saying, you know what my thoughts will be forever. It is, it is not God that is afar off. It's that he understands how afar off my thoughts are, even when I can't comprehend them. It, it says, you comprehend my ways and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. So every nook, every cranny, every thought, every word spoken or unspoken so again, like all things, those things that matter are always a matter of the heart. And in the midst of when you are disturbed, it is a matter of our heart because that's where everything flows from. And then the text says, when David writes on, he says, you have hedged me behind and before. And I love this because if you, if you imagine here you and you're in a sandwich of hedge, how many times have we heard people pray for a hedge of protection. Here we are. And so it's the hedge though, it doesn't stay. It's it's not, it's not static. The hedge is moving with us. You know, it's it's like you provide protection for me in front of me and behind me and you move with me. And then he says, and this is my favorite piece. And 
I get excited about it um, because I always imagine like my granddad, my pop was so comforting to me. Like when something went wrong with me as a kid, because my pop would always reach over, you know, mm -hmm. and the text says, and you laid your hand upon me. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, there's a gentleness yeah. associated with that. And when I am disturbed, God reaches down, he places his hand on me and comforts me with oh. two things. A comfort that, oh, I've got you, and a comfort that I will direct you, yeah. you know? And so then David finishes up and said, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. And I think, I think that's true of us today. Mm -hmm. it's, it's almost so good I can't, I can't even wrap my head around it, which reminds me of one of my favorite songs, yeah. Zach, about this refuge. Yeah, so in, in other Psalms of David, he, he writes about different trials that he's faced in life. In Psalm 31, he's writing about how the Lord is, is this refuge, this tower of strength, yeah. this, this place of protection, and, and just thinking about that in seasons of trial, like how appropriate is that for us right now? There's, um, there's a song that, I actually don't know if we've done this song before or not, but it's an older passion song. Um, it, it, it says this, um, my foes are many, they rise against me, but I will hold my ground. I will not fear the war, I will not fear the storm, my help is on the way, my help is on the way. particularly appropriate right now it goes like this trouble surrounds me chaos abounding but my soul will rest in you I will not fear the war I will not fear the storm my help is on the way yeah I lift our eyes. I lift. 
such a um, a beautiful song and anytime I think about refuge yeah. refuge a place of safety yeah a yeah. place of security almost like home base yeah and I remember what James says I know that James is one of your favorite books but he says draw near to God mm. and he will draw near to you yeah, yeah. and uh, we can draw near to him today and man I don't know how the disruption or the disturbance has affected you but what I do know is that the thing that disturbs us the most is often a place that we are trusting God the least. That's right. And so it's okay to be disturbed, but it's not okay to stay disturbed right. with it. It's right. not okay. And so I would just encourage you today, think through these scriptures from 1 Peter, from Psalms, the reminder of these songs and the reminder of these testimonies, yeah. that there's a God that's with you. Amen. And it's okay to feel that angst, but mm -hmm. just don't stay there. It's not healthy to stay there. Right. And I would encourage you to maybe even hang out in Psalm 139 today yeah. and pray, and especially the last couple of lines, search me, O God, and know my heart. Yeah. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Yeah. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. He will do that. Yeah. We're so grateful you've been with us today. In fact, if you're looking for a next step, we believe everybody has a next step. So if you're new, yep. we'd love to know that you've been watching today. Yep. If you've been around here a while, maybe you're wanting to jump in and be officially part of the family. Yeah. In a few weeks, we have a gathering online called Next. And so it's coming up very, very soon. You can just go to sugarhill.church slash next to learn more about that. But we believe everybody has a next step. Maybe it's right. even baptism. We'd love to know that. Just drop us a note about that. But Pastor Chuck, before we head out today, is there any final word that you'd like to give to us as we think about disturbance yeah. and disruption? You know, I normally leave us with uh, a blessing, but uh, I shared with you guys earlier this prayer that I thought is just perfect for today. I'll have to read it because I haven't memorized it, but it says, May today there be peace within. I love this. May you trust God that you are exactly where you're meant to be. May you not forget the infinite possibilities that are born of faith. May you use those gifts that you have received and pass on the love that has been given to you. May you be confident knowing you are a child of God and let this presence settle into your bones and allow your soul the freedom to sing, to dance, to praise, and to love. It is there for each of us, everyone, every day. God bless you, friends. Go in peace.